Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week two of 36 weeks. That'll take us to the last week of December 2023, where if all goes as planned, we will be moving on to the third and final phase of this uh, podcast series, if you can call it that. It all seems so official, but really it's just serving a purpose, which is to keep people abreast as to what's going on. Uh, at the risk of forgetting anyone or, or leaving anyone off the list, and because it's still early, I'm going to just go through and thank everyone again who has given uh, any amount to this point. Uh, I know I've thanked you, Christopher Moran and Eric Chavez, but uh, not sure if I said thanks to Robert Jarosinski, who is... One of my producers, you didn't have to do that because I know that when I recorded this last week, it was very early. We'll get to uh, the business at hand in, in a moment. Uh, I just want to make sure I give I give due uh, thanks that are due. Rob, Bob Carlton, Alex Simpson, Daniel Height, Brett Skorupa. Uh, I remember saying that name and being wondering wondering if I was uh, getting it wrong. Drew Jansen, Bruce Hadalaski, oh Hatolsky. I screwed that one up too. Joey Shanks, what's up, buddy? Suzanne Sims. Uh, Eric Robbins, Emily Bulick, who is actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, Emily, but you signed up for a, uh, a monthly donation, which is very nice. So if that was a mistake, do check your records. I don't want you giving money by mistake, but you're coming in monthly. Uh, Michael Sanochi, I know I, I had a hard time with that name as well. Michael, I apologize. Garth Donovan. Hey, what's up, buddy? Brendan Timmer, Erica Cannell, Christian Conway, Joe Sision, Jimmy Broly, Kyle Caker. Hey, Kyle Board. Kyle Carker. I knew that it's Carr. I know it's Carr. Or is it Care? No, wait. I know. You told me. Carker. Carker. Christopher Terry. Chris Terry. What's up, buddy? Florence Brummer and Andrew Potts. Florence uh, Andrew Potts was the most recent that I've seen uh, that was uh, afforded to me anyways. And uh, Florence Brummer, our, our uh, first executive producer. Welcome to the uh, to the movie, Florence. Good friend, good supporter, part of the Film Vault family over there. And, uh, oh yeah, uh, Anon Anonymous is the most recent. All right, I'm not going to do that every week. Obviously, I'm not going to name every single person. I just wanted to make sure that I uh, got everyone in there who was given because none of this is possible without you. And speaking of that, that's kind of what I'm going to talk about right now. What is becoming possible? Thanks, uh, due in large part to all the names that I just read and, uh, to hopefully the people that are on the fence or, or we'll get to it when they get to it and will help us make this thing proper. So here's where we're at. Uh, I am about to hop on our weekly 
uh, producer meeting uh, in about 20 minutes here. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give you a mindset of what's going on over on this end. And that is this. Uh, this has been going on in my head for years now, as, as you know. Uh, lots of ideas bouncing around. Lots of meetings have had have been had. A lot of sweat equity has gone into this at this point. Now that there's actually money coming in and some serious money too. The people that have given have given serious money. Uh, you guys are fantastic. And I want to let you know, I want to, I want to assure you uh, with this episode in particular that this is going to a good cause, but not just what is on the surface. There's more. So uh, when you're in a position like I've been in for the last couple of years, it's all just dream. And I am always worst case scenario guy with everything. Uh, and it's, I, I realize I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change that. My wife hates it, but, uh, that's just who I am. And it's, it, it serves me more often than it doesn't, which is this, I, while gearing up for the groupers crowdfunding campaign. And now this one, I'm always thinking, what if $25 comes in and then it just shuts down and, and that's it. Like, how embarrassing will that be? How crestfallen will I be and the team be? Like, I, I, I do go through this in my mind, which is it's not time well spent necessarily in this situation because it's so absurd. Not that absurd. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe 25 is a little absurd, but what if, you know, like 75 or you know what I'm saying? Uh, but a lot of the time it's like when I think worst case scenario, I go through the, all the paces and then I can kind of get to the end as to how I will uh, deal with worst case scenario. And uh, then I'm prepared for it if it were to come. And it just makes me feel a little bit better knowing that I'll be able to get through it without, you know, the, the world ending. Uh, when I ran through that that nightmare scenario in my head, uh, it was just that this project dies uh, on, on the vine. And I returned that $75 to whoever gave it and say, thank you for, for believing in me, but it's not going to happen. And then I just continue, you know, doing my work over uh, with the acting class and Atticus and, and all my friends over there. And we, I, I would always just be sad about what could have been, how, how this could have been a bigger thing. That's how that dream, that nightmare scenario uh, played out in my head. That's no longer even an option in my head anymore because now things are real. We have actual money coming in and I can actually pay people, namely Mike Carano and Joe Dorville, who are uh, helping me uh, on this already. They've already put in some sweat equity, as, as we ke I, I keep saying. And we just, uh, this will come up in the, uh, the the meeting I'm about to have, but I have an official meeting with Mike, a production meeting with Mike Carano next week, uh, which is, if any of you know Mike, um, you know, that's part of my job as producer is, is getting him dialed in and, and focused because I'm taking him to lunch. And I know that he's going to talk about probably three or four dozen different things that have nothing to do with this project. And it's going to be me coming back and saying, no, no, we're talking about this right now, Mike, we got to focus on this. But once he's actually on location, there's nobody I would that I know that I would rather work with and have shoot and help me direct this thing than, than Mike. So that actually can, can happen. I've been wanting to have that meeting with Mike for a long time. I just didn't want to waste his time or get him and myself excited if, unless it was a reality. And now it is a reality. So all that said, here's the part that's not going to be spoken about a whole lot. And uh, it does make this whole project way more, even more worthwhile is what I should say uh, for, for our efforts and what we're doing. So as you know, we're making this documentary, Loaded for Bear the Documentary is what it's called right now. It's going to go along with a narrative scripted film, independent movie with an actual budget, a big budget, I should say. They're all actual budgets, but with like a Hollywood-sized independent film budget is the dream. And this documentary will follow along leading up, getting the finances for that, getting it cast, then 
actually documenting the production of the film and then uh, all the way through the release of the narrative and uh, how, you know, reactions and, and how it was received and, you know, heartbreak if it's that's there and all, all that stuff will be documented in this essentially three act structured documentary. It's pre-production, production, post-production uh, of this independent film that we are trying to make. Uh, along the way, I want to really, really shine a light on this population, the IDD population, uh, mentally challenged population is probably how more people would, uh, know this population. Uh, they were called retarded when I was a kid. Uh, people still throw that word around, but it is the R word. We don't say it. Uh, it's very hurtful to, especially the parents. Um, and obviously some of the individuals as well. I can tell you this: some of the individuals that I know very well probably want to care, but uh, it's it's that's that's a whole different discussion. I have not used that word in quite quite some time because the last thing I I say a lot of words, and the last thing I want to do is be saying words that hurt anyone that I care about. So yes, I do not use that word. Anyways, what I'm on my soapbox again? Two weeks in a row, guys. That won't be a, a common theme, I promise. But here's what is happening behind the scenes and what I hope to accomplish beyond those two things. I also want to shine a little bit of a light on volunteering and, and the values of volunteering because I think a lot of people just don't volunteer because they don't know much about it or they don't know what volunteering has to offer. They've never really thought about it. I know from a lot of, because in all my years at that camp that I uh, worked at, the oncology camp up there in the mountains every single summer, I'd be up there uh, for over 20 years. I recruited a lot of counselors and I tried to recruit way more counselors than I actually did recruit. And uh, a lot of it was like, I'd meet people and friends of mine or people in my circles. And I'd, I'd think of, I'd imagine them at camp and imagine what a great counselor they would be and how much they'd have to offer to the kids and how much they would get from the kids. And I would, I'm not a salesperson at all, but I would try and sell a good quality counselor candidates on my camp quite often. And I can't tell you how many just never took me up on it. Never. I don't know if they were afraid or if they just thought it was, you know, since they're not making money, they're wasting their time. I don't know. But, uh, we're, if we're successful, uh, with this documentary, one of the things I would like to do is hopefully show, cause we have such great, uh, assistance, uh, volunteer assistance at the, uh, group that I'm working with now. So, and I want to interview them and get their stories and hopefully, have them reflect on, on what it means. So that's, those are the three main aims is to shine a light on the population, uh, this group in particular and their, their comedic chops and their acting and, uh, how rigorous it all is. Uh, Mary who runs it, the assistance, the, the values of volunteering, as well as what it takes to make an independent movie. Each movie isn't, uh, very unique, obviously, unless you're a big Hollywood blockbuster, that's a remake prequel or reboot or sequel. But most independent movies are unique. They have a unique story behind them. And this one definitely has a unique story behind it. So that is the aim. Now, beyond that, what I was, if you're, if you're still following and what I was getting to um, earlier is what continues to expand. And there, there are ideas that I've been bouncing around for a while. And now, once again, because money's coming in the door, I think that we're going to have a much better chance of doing this. While I'm out there in the field doing this documentary, talking to people who might want to support the documentary or get involved or be represented in the documentary, the, the various groups that are connected to this population uh, already, I, I want to help solidify this group in particular and 
Mary and what she's done with this group for the over almost three decades now and uh, set them up with ongoing like just support and possible it's, it's funny because if this was a money-making endeavor of talking about the acting class that um, she teaches uh, every week and this population that comes and benefits so much from it if if it was a big money maker it would be franchised and there would be one in every single town with a hundred thousand people or more I they, they'd be on every corner like that but it's just not a money-making endeavor right it's it's not but it should be out there and all over the place and I'm sure there's other groups and in, in other acting classes like this and um, I know from working uh, at the mentally challenged group home that I worked at all those years ago that, you know, one of my many jobs that I had w- working with that group was I take them on the weekends. If I had the weekend shift and I take them to their various activities and it included church, um, horseback riding. Uh, sometimes there'd be like a bowling outing or something like that. And then I, I take them to their jobs during the week. Like they had jobs at recycling and fast food joints. Uh, but there was nothing where they got to go out and actually be a part of a group that created and performed. Uh, they had art class and they actually had an art therapist that would come in and that was good, but nothing where like they could get up on stage in front of everyone and, and, and face their fears. If they have them, a lot of the, a lot of this population, they don't, they're not inhibited and they just want to perform and they want to act. And a lot of the time they're scolded for it. We all have been, especially people like me for, for acting out like in school and in inappropriate places. Oh, there's a lot of acting out when I, mentioned that I would take the group to church and there's there's a lot of acting out of church which was hilarious but like one guy Lance he would just go up on stage and take the uh take the reverend's microphone <laughs> and say hello to everybody right in the middle it was like a like 500 people were at this giant church and he would just mosey up there I'd have to go chase him down but yeah these it's a very aptly named born to act is the name of uh the group and mary named it all those years ago and it's very very aptly named because a a lot of these not all of them but a lot of these individuals are born to perform and they have a lot to say and do and they and it's just fantastic so uh the idea is for this group to be able to expand. Uh, I, I would love Mary to have a legacy. I would love to help that legacy. I would love this film to have its, you know, once both films are done and down the road to be a bit of a, a, a I can look back and, and be happy about the, the, the movies themselves, obviously, and, and hopefully the good that they do. But uh, one of those main things that I want it, want them to do is, is to help this kind of become more of a regular thing uh, in in large uh, areas that have the, the population to support uh, the, these uh, this this particular brand of activity. So that's what I'm talking to Mary about behind the scenes. I'm not going to put this in the documentary. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know because a lot of you guys who are listening are are supporters or will be or your megaphones or obviously if you're listening to this you have an interest in it and i want to let you know like what the even the biggest the biggest picture is the, la- the longest lasting picture i was telling mary just this week i said you know the production's going to come and it's gonna, it's going to be it is what it is and and and, and we're going to shoot this independent movie hopefully by the end of the year or early next year and that's going to be exciting and fun but then that's all going to complete and it's going to be finished. And I don't want all this work that's going into those things to stop there. I I want to set something up that uh, continues to live on to help what you're doing and hopefully expand uh, to different parts of the country. So that's behind the scenes. um, And just wanted like for all the reasons I just stated, that's, I want you guys to know that 
It's even, it's even bigger than what's on the surface, hopefully. So that's it for this week. Uh, I have my weekly producers meeting. Some of you who are listening to this may have already been a part of that because uh, anyone at the $500 or up level, uh, you get the uh, email invitations for our Zoom meeting, weekly meetings that happen most Fridays. Uh, all sorts of uh, updates coming up real soon. Uh, speaking of that worst case scenario, scenario that always goes in my in my head. Uh, one of the things that I have not done yet because I wanted to make sure that this thing was actually happening, uh, which now I know it is, is uh, I'm going to be creating my own Zoom meeting within the next few weeks with all of the parents that have uh, kids, grown adults in many cases, but sometimes kids, but they have children that are in this program. And there was about 80 sets of parents. I don't know how many of them are going to be able to make my Zoom meeting, but it's going to be a large group, I would imagine, where I'm going to explain to them what my plans are, because some of them don't know me at all. And I'm going to um, field questions uh, and concerns. And worst case scenario, of course, in my head is every parent that I have not met, because some of the parents I know, and I'm totally cool with and they they're there on thursdays with me and atticus and they've known me for a while but there are going to be some parents who probably have not even met me from like the other class and they're going to be like uh this guy is coming in to make documentary and shoot footage of my my children like what's what's this all about and my my brain is like thinking about all of these parents ganging up on me like uh, accusing me of uh, exploit exploitation and you know, all this stuff. I always go worst case scenario. So that, but that I don't, I, I'd be surprised if even one parent were to be come at me like that, but my brain has already uh, allowed me to have the nightmare of having like, you know, a dozen of them yelling at me at the same time, which, you know, I have a, I have a plan for that. I know what I would say to them. That, that's why worst case scenario is sometimes good. Anyways. All right. I got to hop on uh, the meeting. Thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, I will speak at you all next week on week three. Bye-bye.